And then I started thinking, you know, I got more confident. If I could do 12 units, I could do 100 units. Welcome to the Apartment Investing Journey, where we explore every facet of multifamily investing and development with top investors, brokers, and service providers who share their strategies, successes, and secrets to help you on your apartment investing journey. Hey guys, welcome to the Apartment Investing Journey. I'm David Robinson here with my amazing co-host, Mr. Dane Hill. Dane, how you doing? Doing great. It's good to be here. Good, good. So I, I'm I'm super excited about our guest today. Uh, I ran across our guest as I was just researching apartment investing. In fact, I think I was researching um, how to underwrite apartment investing deals. And this guy was all over the internet and there was a headline that just shocked me that I read and I was like, wow, I got to connect with this guy. And so without further ado, Mr. David Tupin, welcome to the show, man. Dude, what's going on? Ah, man. Thanks, Dave and Dane, for having me on here. Yeah, our pleasure. So David's uh, on the road actually uh, working on a project. He had to head out to Texas uh, last minute to deal with some challenges on uh, one of his apartment buildings. And so we appreciate you. I know it's uh, a challenge to, to get these things worked in, but appreciate you doing it. No problem. These are fun. Love doing them. So uh, David is a top millennial investor, speaker, and entrepreneur. He has a background working in corporate auditing and investment banking and has actually been a serial entrepreneur since the age of 13. Uh, He earned a bachelor's degree in finance from the University of Detroit Mercy. He is the co-founder and partner at Obsidian Capital, which focuses on large multifamily acquisitions. And uh, this is the the headline that caught my attention. David had acquired actually before I believe before you partnered with your with your partner and founded Obsidian Capital, you had already acquired over 500 units worth nearly 40 million dollars at the ripe old age of 23. Is that right? <laughs> well, that sounds pretty good when you say it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, some of them some of them were with my current business partner. Gotcha. Um, half. But before cool. that, yeah, it was about two, two something. Great. Something kind of my own. Well, if you don't mind, take a second and just tell us a little bit more about yourself just so that we can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, I, I guess I consider myself somewhat of a deal junkie. I fell into real estate uh, mid-2016. I was doing a couple of corporate internships in investment banking, auditing, and just realized that I needed to go back to my roots I uh, started my first business when I was 13. I was mowing lawns in my neighborhood and I, I kind of built up a little business throughout my neighborhood and had a big zero turn mower and the whole shebang. So, oh, the real thing. Uh, yeah, the real thing, man. So I, I loved it. I love working for myself. And then when I realized how much wealth that you can create in, in real estate, I caught the bug. And uh, it was when I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, when it was, uh, you know, I have a very financial brain. It just made sense. It's like, why wouldn't I do this, you know? So I started getting into it. And I started like a lot of people, single family, fix and flip wholesaling. I had a couple of local mentors in Michigan where I grew up and uh, really quickly just decided that apartments was the way to go. That was the way that I could scale, create, you know, a big business and hit the goals that I had. So... So I jumped right into apartments. So aside from the real estate stuff, uh, uh, what are your hobbies, interests? What do you do right now aside from uh, digging into the real estate business? Well, I kind of consider real estate a little bit of my hobby. I love it so much. Uh, But other than that, I I actually just moved from Michigan down to Austin, Texas. 
uh, like a week ago. And that's where my business partner, Glenn Gonzalez, lives. And uh, we had been working together for a while, bought a couple properties and decided to, you know, partner. So I moved down and so now I'm just kind of exploring Austin and getting a lot of great food, checking out some cool places, hanging out on Lake Travis, all that. Cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, let's dive right into it if you're okay with it. Uh, I, I really want to cover today this 96-unit complex that you house hacked at the age of 23 and that I believe you currently and still self-manage. Maybe maybe you've moved on from that, but I believe you're still managing. I do. So, so that was a really interesting one. Uh, before I bought this property, I bought two other multifamily properties. They were both 12 units. And for those, I, I had to raise maybe like 160, 175,000 each to buy both of those. And I self-managed those. Um, you know, I had a, a partner on those that helped us get the loan and whatnot. And then I started thinking, you know, I got more confident. If I could do 12 units, 24 units, I could do 100 units. So I started sending mailers out to people that own bigger properties locally in Michigan. And I happened to send one to the owner of this property, uh, which is called West Oaks. And he was 70 years old. He owned over a billion dollars in real estate, uh, mostly locally. He had just been in, in the industry forever, not syndicated. Like he owned, I think he owned like almost 4,000 apartment units free and clear on his own. So this guy is like old money, uh, very successful. And I connected with him really well. Uh, just from a mailer that said, Hey, I'm, I, I, know, I noticed that you own this apartment complex and I'm interested in buying, you know, give me a call. So he called me, we built a good relationship and I think he just liked me because I, I reminded him of myself when I was younger or when he was younger. And so he gave me a shot, uh, put it under contract. And then the fun really started because I, I had to go from raising $175,000 on this little 12 units to 1.7 million on this property. And that was to date, probably one of the hardest things I've had to do in my real estate career. Let's talk about um, the thought process that you had when you were moving from 24 units and then said to yourself, you know what, if I can do 24 units, I can do a hundred units. And what was that? What, what was going on in your mind, in your life at that time that caused you to be able to make that jump uh, mentally? Yeah, I guess I didn't really, I never really noticed this until probably the last like year, but I, I none of that stuff really scares me because I, I think it's all just numbers, right? If the numbers seem to make sense on the financials of a property, income expenses, where I can get the rents to all that, the debt, if that makes sense, there's no reason I shouldn't be able to go out and raise some money and pay investors a good return. You know, I guess the, the hurdles there are, how do I get the loan? Okay, if, if I can't, qualify for a three and a half million dollar loan, I need to go find someone that can. So that's why I did. I went and found somebody. If I don't have the connections to raise $1.7 million, I need to make those connections, do some cold calling and start kind of hustling and finding people that have the the money. You know, for me, it was just, uh, it's just a function of putting all those pieces together and then running after them. So I wanted to scale my business quickly. I had some really big goals and I knew that the only way to get there was by just going bigger. So 96 units. I had the shot and I took it. I'm interested in why you went to apartment buildings right from the beginning. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the investors out there, young guys that have uh, good income, 
they tend to gravitate early on to single family or even small multifamily. What was it about the bigger apartment buildings that that caused you to, to move directly to apartment buildings? Or did you start with smaller stuff first? No, I started smaller. So my first couple of deals I did in real estate were all wholesaling. Uh, I did a couple small flips. I knew that probably over the first 24 months, I can make a lot more money wholesaling and flipping. I would have probably made a lot more money. I ended up in my first year probably making like $25,000. My second year, I might have made $40,000, you know, when I started getting to apartments more. But I knew in the long run, it would pay off by going into apartments. And I just knew that, you know, going for the sweat equity in a deal long term, it's going to make me a lot more than the short term wholesaling and flipping might give me. Looking back, I have zero regrets. I would have made a lot more money in my first two years, but I'm going to make a lot more money year three now than I would have ever made year one and two combined. So uh, it was just a patient game for me and I, I, it interested me more. So you connected with this, um, this owner of this 96 unit through direct mail which, you know, there's a lot of discussion about whether direct mail is still working today or if you uh, need to go more digital. Uh, there's a lot of different strategies. But uh, I know that the listeners are probably interested to hear what was on that piece, that mail piece yeah. that caused him to respond. Dude, it was so simple. Uh, it, it blows my mind that he responded it to this day. But, you know, it just literally was like a, a very uh, kind of like a corporate letterhead the logo address and then just said, Hey, um, I'm interested in purchasing apartment buildings. I noticed that you own property at ABC address. If you're interested in selling, uh, you know, I would love to take a look at it. Um, if not hang on to this and call me in the future. And he just called me from, I think he called me from Miami, but, uh, the more and more I learned about him, the more and more I realized like, wow, this dude's like a billionaire. And he, he, you know, there's no reason he should be talking to me. He should be calling a broker, you know, one of the top brokers and selling it to them. But for some reason, he just liked me. And it, it just worked out that, you know, we built a relationship and I toured the property. His nephew was managing it, not doing a very good job. It was kind of one of those things where he just handed it off to a family member and they were, you know, really poorly managed. The rents were 200 to $400 below market. It was kind of like the perfect value add deal. I actually asked him after, after we closed, which was like a five month process. I sat down with him. I said, Hey, why'd you sell it to me for the price we bought it for? We bought it for uh, 43,000 a door is 4.2 million. Um, and he's like, he's like, you know what? I just, I just liked you. I didn't really need the extra couple hundred thousand dollars. And to me, that was like, what? That's insane. So the power of relationships is you know, that's, that's it. It's all about the relationships. It was just kind of a crazy story, but the mailer wasn't anything special. It was very simple. And so it sounds like that, that connection, how did you, how did the um, connection progress? So he responded to the phone call, you get on the phone with him and then where did it go from there? Uh, Did you schedule a time to come out and preview the property? Did you have multiple conversations before that happened? Walk us through that. Yeah, I think we had one or two conversations uh, like I said, he was out of state, but he had his nephew, you know, his family's all based in Michigan, uh, and he had his nephew on site. So we met with his nephew and we toured the property once and it just seemed like, you know, there's a lot of deferred maintenance, but overall it was pretty clean. 
the unit interiors weren't bad. I could just tell that there was so much room in the rents. I think the one bedrooms were at 650 and two bedrooms were at 750 on average. I've now gotten one bedrooms up to 900 uh, and the two bedrooms I've gotten one up to 1200, one up to 1175, a couple others up to 1100. So we've got like $400 increases on some of those rents. Wow. So yeah. let's, uh, let's dive in a little bit to the business structure. How did you structure the deal and maybe give our listeners uh, a little bit of a background, um, broad overview of syndication? Yeah. So great question. So syndication, uh, for those who do not know, is what, you know, it's a structure of a deal where we go in and purchase a property, we raise the capital from investors, and they come in as limited partners uh, passively. And they put up the funds. Let's say for this deal, we needed 1.7 million. So passive investors put up 1.7 million. We gave an 8% preferred return based on your capital invested. So anyone who invests money gets an 8% preferred return. What that means is, for example, if you, let's say there's $100,000, uh, 8% on that is $8,000. The first $8,000 the property makes would go to the investors. Anything over that, we have a, a split, an equity split. And on this deal, it's 70-30. So the first 8% on capital goes to investors. Anything over that, 70% goes to investors. 30% comes to myself and our, our management team, this, the, the GPs, general partners. So that was kind of the split we went on this one. That's great. And uh, were you able to hit the 8% pref and above? I hit 10% first quarter. That's great. Yeah. This I'm is selling a killer deal. Oh yeah. I'm selling the property now after a year and a half. If you put in a hundred thousand, you're going to get back, I think 150 and that's like a 30 some percent IRR. So our investors are really happy to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> We're so selling it for 70 a door. And you bought it for 43 a door. Yeah. So yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about the value add component. You bought the property at 4.2. Uh, you raised 1.7. What were the value add components? What was the business plan? Yeah, so we raised about $500,000 and what that went towards was replacing three of the six roofs that were not replaced. So now all six roofs are brand new uh, in the past three years. Uh, we did all vinyl siding. So anyone in kind of Midwest or Northern part of the country, we don't use hardy board as much. We use vinyl. And uh, so we replaced this old T111 like wood siding that rots. We replaced all that. So it looks really nice. Um, we did. 50%, we raised money for 50% of the interiors, which we still haven't finished yet. We've kind of been slow on those. Um, and uh, well, now we're selling, so we don't really need to do the rest. We repaired and replaced a lot of rotten wood on the balconies, repainted them. We refloored and painted all the common areas. We did the leasing office, the front entrance sign. I uh, repaired and repainted all the carports. A lot of the patios, the, the concrete slabs in the patios, some asphalt work. Yeah, that's kind of a majority of it. So we did it was about 500000 450 to 500000 in work. And I GC'd it all. And I'd never GC'd a renovation over 30000 before that. So that was a, a process. But it went well so far. What percent of the building was rented? Was it already stabilized? Yeah, it was like 98% occupied, 99. Yeah, very high because it's a really good uh, area for rentals. I'd say it's like a B minus, C plus borderline uh, area. 
and they had the rent so low. So the building was always full. And even with increasing rents, I think the lowest we've dipped to in occupancy with renovating units and increasing the rents has been like 93, 94%. How many uh, units did you turn over in the first, I guess it's been a year since you bought it? Probably 30 to 35%. If I didn't manage it, we would have turned more and we would have done a lot more, a lot faster, and it would have been run a lot better. I just, uh, I'm not as efficient as a third party management company would be. But um, yeah, I think we turned like, at this point, we've turned over 50% for sure. You bought the first two 12 units, so a total of 24 units. And I believe you bought those at the same time, correct? So the 24 units all at the same time? Correct. And then you moved to the 96 unit. How much time had passed from the 24 unit to the 96 unit? I think it was like two months in between closing on the 24 to under contract on this one. It was like six months to close, yeah, from closing. So that was my first nine months. Within 10 months, I had done 120 units from getting into multifamily. Yeah. What's totally impressive to me is the fact that I don't know if it was your upbringing or just the the way that you're geared, that you were willing to go at it from a very, very early age. Yeah, I think it was probably I'm a little naive, so I didn't have any fears. I think if I if it would have been 10 more years down the road, I may I may have had more fears, you know, but I'm just so naive and I just went for it. And I think I got lucky a little bit, but I worked really hard and just every every shot that seemed like a good one, I would take it. Well, I love this story. I love that it uh, that it can inspire others. I love that you took uh, took action early on in your career and weren't afraid to to go big early on. Um, Dane, do you have any questions? Any thoughts uh, that you have for David? Yeah, I had a couple questions. I wanted to know out of all the things that you do, like from putting the deal together, finding the deal, managing the properties, what is your favorite thing? And you and then on top of that, what do you think is like the thing that you're really like the best at? Yeah. So I think they probably go hand in hand. I I love acquisitions. I love looking for deals, talking with brokers uh, and analyzing. So I've, I've built from when I started and I was doing these accounting internships, I got really good at Excel and I started building this analyzer to help me with multifamily and it's evolved and evolved. And now I actually sell it. If you check my website out, um, you know, I, I have a free one that's more simple version. I sell a little more complex version too that helps you analyze. And so I, I'm a really big numbers guy. I love analyzing the numbers of deals. I think I know that part of the business really well now. And I love negotiating. Uh, love going back and forth with sellers, brokers, the whole transaction process, raising money, lenders, dealing with the, the, the banks. I love that aspect of it. I'm not good at property management. That's one of my weaknesses asset management, property management. That's, that's something I'm not good at. So I now have a team where I have some you know, business partner and uh, people on our team that are good at that, that could fill in that gap for me. So speaking of, uh, speaking of your analyzer, I think, uh, I believe that's the way that we connected early on was me doing some research and, mm-hmm. and looking for some good analyzers out there. And uh, I've purchased your analyzer. I've used it. I've been underwriting deals with it. And to be honest, it's one of the most extensive, but also the most simple. I think there's a lot of analyzers out there that complicated, especially for, for guys that are looking to just get into the business and you've made yours very, very simple. And so, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for uh, yeah, thanks putting that together, that together. Well, I never had the intention of like sharing it or selling it. But when I started to see what other people were using, once I got into this and talked to people, I was like, holy, holy crap, you guys are using the most complicated things. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's not laid out nice. So I just made mine 
have all those same features, but it's just easily laid out and easy for anyone to use. You know? Well, and not only that, but if you purchase it, um, you've included a video that goes through some training, uh, a, a Word doc that goes through exactly how to fill it out. So anybody that's that's uh, looking to get into apartment investing or is looking to underwrite deals, man, that's a that's a great tool. Um, so Dave, we awesome. need to start winding. Yeah, we need to start winding down things uh, here a little bit. Um, but I've got three questions about your apartment investing journey that I want to get a knee jerk, just gut reaction to. You ready? Sure. Let's do it, man. What is the biggest mistake that you've made during your apartment investing journey so far? Biggest mistake so far was picking the wrong first business partner. I don't regret it because it brought me to where I am, but I learned now what not to find in a business partner. What's the biggest win you've had on your apartment investing journey so far? I would say two things, buying that 96 unit deal really put me on the map. And then my new business partner is probably my biggest win. Just an exceptional guy. He's, he's twice my age, he's 50 years old and he's owned over 4,500 apartments. And, but he realized, he recognized the the hustle and the, the analytical mind that I have and we work really well together. So that's why I moved down to Austin. We, we started this new business and we're growing extremely fast. So that was, I think, probably one of the best moves I've made so far. And then last question for you. What is the best advice you have for someone who's just starting their apartment investing journey? Know the numbers. You got to know the numbers. This business is based on financials and knowing profit loss statements and understanding your operating expenses, financing terms. If you don't know that, you're not going to be able to go out and pitch to investors. You're not going to be able to go out and tell a bank, hey, I'm credible enough to be able to do this transaction. And you're not going to be able to get over any of these hurdles that you're going to come across. You've got to know the numbers. It's so important. Well, I can't thank you enough. I know that you're uh, crazy busy right now. And we had to do this little impromptu with you having to head down to Texas. But uh, appreciate you jumping on. Uh, How can the listeners get in contact with you in the future? Yeah, best way is on Instagram. You can follow me at Real Estate Jedi, uh, or just look me up, David Tupin, or you can go on uh, my website, obsidiancapitalco.com. And we'll have those uh, points of contact in our show notes. Um, again, David, thank you so much for jumping on. Appreciate it, and you have a great day. Thanks, man. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining me today. If you liked this episode, please take a quick second and hit that subscribe button. Uh, Even better, leave a quick review. This helps our show get found by others and helps us attract great guests as well. So thank you so much for joining me and we'll see you next week for another episode.